0: What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks.
1: I do have a media recommendation.
0: I love Lord of the Rings.
2: Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess.
1: So what makes me a geek?
0: What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, your weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. And speaking of our question of the week, I'm actually going to pass it on to one of our co-hosts. Uh, Hope, take it away.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone. I am Hope Good Earl. Um, so I kept this question a secret because I wanted uh, the other my co-host's uh, raw and honest reactions to this. So this question actually has multiple parts, and it'll depend on your answer to the first part. So the first part is, have you actually listened to the full song from the Rogers musical from the first episode of Hawkeye? of Saving, uh, I think it's called Saving the City.
2: I, uh, Isaac Hunter here, hello. Um, <laughs> I have not listened to the whole song. I have been living in blissful uh, naivete about it because I only
0: know the clip from that episode one. Um, Ditto, I didn't know there was a full version.
1: How, okay, first off, how dare you go?
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, we can look up the lyrics real quick
1: the lyrics are quite entertaining but like the other thing is um so the guy who plays roger steve rogers in the musical who sings the song is um adam Pascal, who played roger uh in rent the guitar oh. player uh, oh. yeah um yeah save the city from hawkeye um and the other thing so just like the lyrics make me laugh sometimes um, because I laugh at the fact of Captain America sings, kick some ass. And I'm like, mm. the Steve Rogers, we know love said language when someone said, you know.
2: Um, <laughs> America's ass.
1: <laughs> but then there's also, uh, they talk uh, black widows Singer says, We'll conquer the Shatari, and then Iron Man goes, And then we'll get Shwarma when we're done. And I'll be like, Okay, I realize it's a musical, so like you can m- take liberties because you know what happened. But like, also, they didn't know that they who they were battling, they just knew it was aliens and Loki. Yeah,
0: no, they knew the name Shatari,
1: did they? Yeah, oh okay.
0: I I mean, by the Battle of, of New York, they, like by the end of the Battle of New York, they did.
2: Okay. But but the audience definitely didn't know that the Avengers got shawarma. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not I, I feel like that is a big event. Like I I feel like after the Battle of New York that like them sitting in sh- like the shawarma place would have been like on the news. Like as soon as like one person <laughs> saw them, they would do that. Yeah.
1: Um but then like the final part that I absolutely love uh from the song is the So they lead up to, so they say, uh, Hawkeye, there's no better target than you. Uh, Natasha's a knockout who can knock you out. You know, they go through all the different things of like describing the characters. So not only does it have Ant-Man in it, which like even Hawkeye, Clint Barton's like, he wasn't even there, Um, which I'm going to come back to that point in just a second. But um, when they get to Hulk and like telling him what to do, they say, three times before they finally say the magic word. They say, Hulk, you know the magic word is. Hulk, you know the magic word is. And after the third time, the guy who plays Hulk is goes smash, smash, smash. And then erupts in this like beautiful voice that you would not come, like think would come out of Hulk, especially like original Hulk, early Hulk. Um, but so I just, you know, there's lots of quirks in the song. But so, my follow-up question, um, which doesn't rely on you guys needing to have listened to the full song, Ant-Man being in the musical during the Battle of New York, he wasn't there in the the Avengers movie, but he technically was in New York during Endgame when they went back in time. So, technically, like, they have shifted their own, because that's how... Time travel works. They shift their own presents and futures by disrupting the past or doing something in the past. So, could Ant-Man have actually been part of the Battle of New York? Based new on
0: Endgame, based on Endgame's logic, this is still the same timeline as it was before. Like the alternate timeline, that is an alternate timeline that is not the MCU timeline. So I don't think so. I think that's just them poorly adapting the musical. That's
2: fair. Or someone's he was there and we just never know. <laughs> no. Well I mean the like only way Hank, that would be possible would be yeah, Hank.
0: Um Hank Pym. Hank Pym. But follow-up, um, I think if you have to adapt one more MCU character's like story into a musical. What is the title of that musical and which character are you adapting?
1: I don't think I can give you a title, but I think it would be really interesting to do like kind of Anastasia-esque <gasps> of Black Widow of uh, Natasha Romanoff.
2: Because it's, it's the Romanoff culture. family,
1: anyways. Oh.
2: Yeah. Um Ooh, it'd be funny for uh, a Rocket Raccoon musical, but it's called Rabbit. Yes! <laughs>
0: um, I could see them I doing, think... like, a full-on production, like, Shakespearean-esque of Thor. But, like, you know how, like, they do the Thor, like, the players in, uh, yeah. like, Thor Ragnarok, and then they're going to do it again in Thor Love and Thunder? I'd love to see, the like, Earth's adaptation of that, now that, like, Asgard is on... Like New Asgard is on Earth or has been on Earth, so they'd have the full story. I'd love to see. I'd love to see that. They'd probably call it like God of Thunder, or something like that. But I I think that would be funny to see the the Earthling adaptation of without Loki directing it. But you know everyone like, that had seen the prior show.
2: I I mean it'd be funny because they'd probably have to go to New Asgard to get like quotes and like understand the, the story, and Valkyries like there so she might be like oh yeah it's called Valkyrie and the heroes of Asgard and it's like as if she was there the whole time oh also Valkyrie is
1: definitely I was gonna say are we casting Chris Evans or Chris Evans Chris Hemsworth and Liam Hemsworth's older brother as Thor as they did in Ragnarok oh
0: I um they probably well no he's Asgardian so I don't think we can do that but um I don't know. For continuity's sake, I don't think we can, but I think it'd be funny. I,
2: I like the idea, though, that the fact that they're, the actors are back again in the new one.
0: Um, yeah, and Melissa they survived be Hela.
2: Ragnarok, <laughs> which means they survived Hela and they survived Ragnarok. And they survived the half of the people that Thanos killed by hand, which weren't resurrected because he killed them by hand. Uh, be an actor. <laughs> That's the. Okay, but funny. also, it would,
1: it would be really funny if Loki was the director, but in disguise, Loki. Like, come on! You think like that Loki would pass TVA Loki? Possibly, or just like you know, Loki pretending to be Odin, Loki. You know, because so
0: be- At this TV point, Loki's of- like dead, so we need yeah, Loki variant. I,
1: yeah, we would have
0: a Loki variant. Instead of
2: TVA Loki, it's TV and film Loki.
0: <laughs> well anyway we're gonna uh move on to our uh geek news for the week so uh what have y'all got for us
2: okay i'll i'll start nothing nothing big but um as we all know uh, lord of the rings is near and dear to my heart and uh for those of you that watch Stephen colbert might have known that uh the other day he he shared on his show uh, a rap called number one trilly as in the number one trilogy uh, and it featured all of the Hobbits, as well as a number of other actors from Lord of the Rings, like Orlando Bloom in it, uh, basically singing rap about how they're the number one Trillie. And um, it's pretty hilarious. And I think everyone should go give it a YouTube, but uh, they they make fun of Anna Kendrick a couple times in it. And she's there and she's like, what the heck? But <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, as someone that loves Lord of the Rings, because it's the twentieth anniversary, was like this past mm-hmm. weekend of the Fellowship coming out, so I think it it dropped perfectly, and it is the number one trilogy, seventeen Oscars. That's all I gotta say.
1: And most of it is just because all they have to do is show scenery of them walking. That's
2: all they need, and and music, Howard's score.
1: There you go. Yeah.
2: Howard Shore, his score. Uh, yeah. Hope news. Uh,
1: you want me to go next Brendan with all of my geek news or go for do you it want to go? okay you can go for it so I'm going to try and be quick here so first uh Wilmer Valderrama uh who you might know from that 70s show or recently NCIS he is now going to be uh in a new tv series from Disney which they have not confirmed if it's going to be like tv Disney or like on ABC um slash reform um or on Disney Plus, or both. Um, but Wilmer Valderrama is now going to be playing Soro in a revamping, uh, renewed version of the original TV show, not the movies. The TV show, um, which was back in 1957 until 1959, starring Guy Williams. Um, that was the original, and. Zorro the character Zorro was originally created in 1919 by American pulp writer Johnston McCully. um so I'm actually really excited for that I love the story of Zorro
2: yeah no I love I love Zorro um yes. that would be so sick especially if they got um even though he's on the film uh uh, Antonio
1: Bennett, Banderas,
2: uh, Antonio Banderas to to be like even if he was just like a random person that would be so cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, Wilmer Valderrama also uh, was quoted saying, "Growing up, Zorro was the one character that made me as a Latino feel like I could be a hero. As an adult and a storyteller, I have a responsibility in the stories that I help bring to life." Um, to partner with Gary and Disney to bring Zorro back into the family after 60 years and be a part of the legacy for other children to know that they too can be heroes of their own stories is a dream come true. So I'm super excited for that. Um, Next, so this came out. uh, The uh, producer, Barbara Broccoli, Uh, Broccoli, I'm assuming it's just Broccoli because that it looks like how you say Broccoli, uh, who owns the rights to the James Bond series, said that the next actor to play James Bond could identify as non-binary. If this is not like the next, but like down the line, that could definitely be a thing. Um, And the next 007 could go by the pronouns they, them. Um, It will be... um, So like saying that they could be non-binary, the producer has said that uh, the actor, it would always be an actor male role. Um, If it was female, they'd create just a new role entirely. 008, Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Um, but she also made it clear that any ethnicity or race could play James Bond, uh, except for they have to be British. Uh, So Dwayne Johnson is out of the running. Uh, Idris Elba
2: is in the running.
1: It's in the running. Um, But also recently found out also in this article was that Dwayne Johnson's uh, grandfather, Peter Mavia, actually played a villain in the 1967, uh, You Only Live Twice. And so Dwayne Johnson was hoping to follow in his grandfather's footsteps. Um, But, you know. Maybe he could go in as like, you know, the American agent or something,
2: I don't know. A villain.
1: No,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um, like Henry then, Cavill in that Mission Impossible movie.
1: Yes. That, that good movie. That was a good movie. Um, Diana Gabladon, uh, the author of the Outlander series, has started working on the 10th novel of the Outlander series um and this is while she is on a book tour for another book that she has published called go tell the bees that i am gone um and so i like this book is most likely the end of jamie and claire's story which is what the tv show follows as well um but it won't be her final text in the outlander universe because uh, she said that she's working on a prequel novel about Jamie's parents and a book about Master Raymond, a time traveler who plays a small role in the Outlander story. Um, so I find that very intriguing. It makes me want to go watch the show slash read the books a lot more. A uh, next bit of news, I have two pieces left, is that Megan Rath and Jack Cutmore Scott, who are married in real life, uh, are going to be staring in Wouldn't It Be Nice, a romantic workplace comedy in the works at CBS. Um, and they actually just had a kid, too, who live in Hawaii, because uh, Megan Rath was on Hawaii 5 Go in the last few seasons. Um, and then my final bit of news is on December 14th, Netflix announced that the franchise uh, after Uh, the third and latest movie will be available to stream from january 17 2022 and on so that uh, for now after we fell which is the third installment of the after movies will be available to stream only in the united states on netflix starting in january so cool that is my geek news
0: awesome well, Mind Geek News just consisted of things that have uh, been released since we last spoke. So Hawkeye has been released, everything except for the final episode at the time of this recording. Spider-Man No Way Home has also released. However, we are still under the spoiler blanket, so we will not be discussing the film on this episode. But hopefully in the near future. Um, also, the... Um... Oh, darn. I blanked. Something else came out. Oh, the trailer the for... Oh, yes, The Witcher. Uh, the Witcher season two um, mm-hmm. has released and has gotten uh, good reviews, so Ooh. it keeps going. And I believe season three, while not is likely not necessarily confirmed, but yes. And then the trailer for the new Fantastic Beast movie has also been released. So, the Secrets um, of Dumbledore. You, yes, if That's you have so if are you have not been following any of those, they've all been released and they're uh, available to watch for the most part. Uh, Alrighty. Well, today here on Raving Geeks to uh, round out our uh, year, uh, we just wanted to discuss some of our favorite pieces of media tied into some of our favorite directors and like how that impacts like how we are how we present ourselves as geeks. Um, And just wanted to talk about some of those just to uh, you know how they do on the radio stations like the wrap up of the the songs of the year we just wanted to talk about our uh, our end of 2021 wrap up on what we think of ourselves as geeks so. Um, who would like to start, saying what their favorite media slash director slash franchise slash tie-in is?
2: Gosh, there's so much there. Um, I have so many, uh, but I'll talk about one or two. Um, one of my favorite directors, I'll start with director, uh, one of my favorite directors of all time is uh, Edgar Wright, uh, for those who know him. Um, I love Edgar Wright. He is British. Um, and he directed the Cornetto trilogy uh, he directed and wrote a co-wrote uh, like Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz and World's End mm-hmm. uh, and they're hilarious and he has just like a way of he uses like lights and sounds hilariously and a lot of uh, big pans that are like c- comedic I don't know I can't explain it he also did Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh, one of my all-time favorite movies um he directed the first Ant-Man movie uh and that's pretty funny so i think he did a good job uh as well as baby driver uh which had some pretty awesome oh skills. really
0: yeah i also i love baby driver that's a very good movie
2: and he just felt uh directed last night in soho which i have not had the liberty of watching yet but i've heard good things um i just i don't know edgar i watched like a, a video on him on youtube the other day just about him going over his like greatest works uh, and it's funny cause he's just seems like a total, like, bro. He's like, yeah, he's like, he, he seems to like really work with his actors. Uh, and if they bring up an idea, he'll be like, oh yeah, totally. Give it a shot. And if it's funny, like, we'll keep it in. Um, which is pretty cool. But, uh, I don't know. I think he, he sees things a little bit differently and I think it's really funny. Uh, he's, I guess a really good comedic director. Um, those are all his movies I've actually seen, uh, Oh, and The Adventures of Tintin. I did watch that as well. That one was animated.
0: Dang, those are all really good movies. And like, I've yeah. seen most of them.
2: And like I've... I feel like his name isn't that big, but like his works definitely are. Mhm. Absolutely.
0: I hope. Yeah.
1: Um so I'm going to go kind of like basic on the whole director aspect. Um but I really like Christopher Nolan. Uh, especially for my background today is a still from the movie Dunkirk. Uh, That is one of my favorite movies. Um, And if you think that like silent films are dead, they're not. Now, granted, you have sound effects and everything in Dunkirk and there is some talking in Dunkirk, but the majority of the film is like no words. And to be able to get all the actors, especially being men, like a bunch of men all grouped together um like in close spaces where they could easily just start whispering to each other and everything like to get them all to act a certain way and like be focused enough to um make this huge film like he is really good and like he's known for the dark knight series um which,
0: interstellar
1: yeah interstellar that's is in my favorite way. nolan film um, inception film. is another one tenant which was a recent release um and of course he was a an executive producer on Zack snyder's justice League. fun fact um but yeah i really like him for that but i'm also going to add in um com- music composers so one of my absolute favorites is um and I'm going to look it up because otherwise I'm going to say his name wrong. Klaus Badelt, um, who did the Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse oh, of the Black yeah. Pearl movie score. Great that is score. what I put on to like focus and to be able to go through and do something because I put that movie score on. Um, and it's just really good. But also, of course, John Williams. Um, yep. And Hans Zimmer is another one of my favorite composers honestly like people ask me about movies i usually end up talking about the movie score too so yeah
2: um i think that klaus Badal also did i think he also did gladiator i could be wrong
1: yes i think he did um,
2: and i love gladiator so i don't know i don't know all right sorry continue
0: <laughs> oh you're good Um, Well, if you're watching on video, you can see behind me, uh, we have uh, my friend Henry Cavill as Superman um, living in a destroyed metropolis. And if you can guess from that and from um, uh, Hope's uh, choice of Christopher Nolan, I um, am really a big fan of Zack Snyder. But only Zack Snyder, like 2009 onward, which is when he was the director for Watchmen. And if you've watched specifically the director's cut of Watchmen, it's really faithful to like the source material and Watchmen's one of my favorite like graphic novels of all time. Um, And I think watching that movie, like really got me into like the darker side of heroes and everything that Zack Snyder did before, like the, like 2010 ish time, I'm not super familiar with, but I know his first, like really big thing was 300. Um, Yeah. Which was, which was good. I don't know if he how much he was involved in the sequel, because um, I also didn't see the sequel to 300. Um, but I also note one of the fun facts, he directed a, a music video for My Chemical Romance. I don't know for which, which song, but I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I was looking through. Um, I can double check right here. Uh, Desolation Row. If you're familiar with the song. But yeah, but um, from Watchmen is what really got me into... Um, zack snyder's work and i think um you know from then on he got control of man of steel and has kind of been like was supposed to be the lead of the dceu and then kind of lost control um but one thing i really like about like snyder's movies is i do like like dark gritty action movies um but i think one thing that he's captured at least in the dc movies that he's done is like the essence of like the hero like the flawed hero that i really um like um, especially like going through like Superman, man of steel, my biggest issue with, with Superman has always been like, they've turned him into the blue boy scout after the silver age of comics. He's like, they've kind of taken like his edge off. And like once as it did help develop like his backstory with Krypton and everything. Cause when, you know, when Superman first, like in the golden age, it was not fleshed out that he was an alien. He was just a guy. Um, but after that, it was just like, oh, you know, he's this unattainable, you know, morally high. Uh, person that you can't like quite reach so like it was hard for me to identify with struggles but man of steel is the first bit of superman content that i was like this this makes me like superman um well that's not true i did like superman the animated series but like man of steel really got me like i think i could like follow this like superman like this story like superman the animated series was not batman the animated series but it was still fun and good but then um after watching the snyder cut of justice league 2 um like up to this point he still like has that understanding even like when it's not a solo film of like how to bring these characters together um and highlight all of like their their issues and bring that to to, to justice and i think it works specifically with dc heroes and less with marvel heroes what were you going to say isaac
2: i was going to say i agree wholeheartedly on your whole soup like that this is what like made superman really likable um i was just gonna agree with that because like it was like before this uh it was always Batman for me. I mean, it kind of still is. But uh, mm-hmm. uh it was like, I like Superman if he wasn't shown in a good light, usually. Like Injustice, of course. Yes. Uh, I liked when they did big twists on that. But Zack Snyder was able to make Superman mm-hmm. as he is be a, you know, a very like, a character that you want to follow his story. Yeah.
0: As you And I think a lot of the modern incarnations of superheroes, too, have come from At least in film, because a lot of like the comic changes showed up after Watchmen and um, Alan Moore uh, was like that was a big shift in comics. I think Zack Snyder did the same thing for superhero films following Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, which, you, you know, grounded Batman a little bit more, a little less like goofy, like the way that the TV show was and the Keaton films were the Keaton films weren't goofy, but like the Dark Knight was was dark. Um, and I think Zack Snyder with Watchmen like expanded upon that and the popularity of that um, kind of helped uh, shape what superhero films are now caveat of the MCU because they have their own thing going on but the the DC movies, which I like, and that might be a controversial opinion, at least the ones that Zack Snyder has been like involved in. So, and then, yeah, so follow-up question um I know like for me like Zack Snyder's films have like shaped how I know that I like superhero films and that's a big part of my geek identity is like DC and Marvel but this year uh what piece of media like could be anything could be a tv series could be like an album could be a movie what piece of media has shaped you as a geek the most this year oh man
2: someone that already knows can go ahead because I have to think about this (laughs) i can
0: go (laughs) i can go um for me it was actually wandavision um i know that was like way back at the beginning of the year but um i was skeptical about the the mcu turning into series um at the beginning like i was excited for them because it just meant like i got to see more stuff i didn't have to go to the theater you know already had a disney plus subscription so i wasn't paying any more for it um but wandavision showed me that like the mcu as a show works And all the other shows have been good and I've kept my trust in them and they've been uh, really nice. So I think also the the way that the story like was partially adapted from like House of M but not really like showed me that in a lot of movies, you know, like Captain America Civil War, you know what it's based on and you can kind of tell, you know, based on the structure of the MCU where it's going. WandaVision kind of showed me that they can take more liberties because my one issue, like not an issue, but the one concern I had with mcu becoming a series is it's like okay they're going to be more faithful to the comics because they'll have like you can turn a comic book into an episode of television it would take a couple of comic books to turn it into like to become a movie in terms of length and i was just afraid it was gonna be like oh we're just gonna carbon copy these um and not gonna work on like the character development that has happened in the mcu but with wandavision um it adapted to like the the shorter format it was It didn't feel like just a movie broken up into a bunch of different parts. It felt, you know, organic and whole, like it was its own thing. Like each episode told its own story and then it led into the next. And I don't know, that that changed my perspective on, you know, the superhero blockbuster has been the big thing. And now I'm a little more open to the superhero TV show. The same way that uh, Mandalorian got me into the idea of Star Wars as a TV show that isn't the Clone Wars. So... Um. For me, that's what it was.
1: Uh for me, um, so I was looking up when it was actually released. Um, so technically the first season of The Witcher was released December 20th of 2019, but I didn't watch it until this past year. Um and honestly, like I've always been a fan of um like fantasy and like um, magic and different takes on magic and you know, um, but The Witcher, it was different because a lot of times females are portrayed as like either completely evil because they're not bowing um, to what men of society want or like super naive. Maybe they can defend themselves a little bit, but like they still need the guy to protect them more. But with The Witcher, like, it really changed a lot of how fantasy women are portrayed, at least from what things that I've seen. Um, Just between, like, the queen, and then- um,
0: Yennefer.
1: Yeah, Yennefer, and uh, I wanna say Cersei, but I feel like that's wrong. Uh, The uh, girl- Yeah, Siri. Siri, that's what it is. Um, That, like, all three of them we're all individually strong characters. And, like, yeah, Yennefer goes and becomes, like, technically on the bad side, but then she's also just like, uh, look at everything here. Look at why you're pressing this and what's happening with this. And, like, turns out to be just kind of morally gray. Um, but, like, they were all strong. And even Yennefer at times was like, Gerald, I don't need you. I can take care of myself. Um, and they actually kind of flipped the script a little bit too of like uh, Geralt needed the female characters to help him along his journey more than like the female characters needed a male character, which I really love a lot. Um, so yeah, that one was mine. And I think it's also, isn't it like a graphic novel series? It
2: Well, it was a, a book series originally. Six. And I think it's i think it's dutch i think it might be dutch i i could be lying on that
0: and then Um, that inspired the video game and the video game inspired the series yeah yeah well yes well i mean the book book, did inspire the series like that's where they get a lot of their content but i think it was the popularity of the video game series that got netflix to pick up a show on it
1: yeah that's uh, more what it is based off of is the video game like yeah like you said they they said um Collections of short stories, The Last Wish, and Sort of Destiny uh, that precede the main Witcher series uh, is what like the first season, the first eight episodes were based on. So
0: I oh,
2: gosh. Um I just looked through all the top movies and shows and video games that came out in 2021. 20 um Gosh, twenty twenty one kind of just flew by.
0: The whole I know, right? Let's
2: be honest though, the past yeah. like two years we're all just one big year.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, it still seems like it's twenty nineteen a little bit. Uh
2: huh. Um. Okay. Uh. Then I won't because uh, we're talking about anything that came out in twenty twenty one, right? Not just mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Okay. So uh. Then I'll I'll break the uh the mold and um i will say that uh even though i'd always been a big fan of legos love legos big lego guy as if you're watching you can see behind me i have shelves with legos um but i feel like i definitely i don't know a lot of the new sets came out and i definitely got really even more into lego collecting this year uh 2021 and 2022 i mean 2020 the future um but there were some good movies and tv shows that came out and because of that there were good sets that followed like there was a, uh the marvel minifigure series came out for lego and i like would go to the store and i would like feel up the mystery packs which you probably shouldn't do but i would feel them up and i'll like, <laughs> be like oh this one is like this one has got to be like star lord and i'm like well uh you know from the show or i'll be like oh this is zombie captain america this is loki and i was able to find like all these really cool legos because uh of course the shows came out which is why they were there and so it kind of all came together but that definitely pushed me to become even more of a nerd 100 percent more of a geek is uh the merchandise that follows uh movies and tv shows which is actually some of the reason that some tv shows especially children's tv shows stay alive is
0: merchandise merchandising yeah I, yeah, I always forget about that, especially because I'm I'm not like in stores a lot anymore because you know pandemic. Um, but that that's definitely a big driver of a lot of what we end up getting. So that's, that's why
2: the original Teen Titans, I'm pretty sure, ended up uh was canceled, and they like ended it was merchandise did not sell. And
0: they could have kept. And that's that our show, fault too. as
2: consumers.
0: I don't think that's <laughs> our fault. We were like eight.
2: Um <laughs> I should have begged more.
0: I was gonna say we didn't beg hard enough. So, uh twenty twenty one is almost officially over. I believe this will be our last episode of the year. But um twenty twenty two will be coming up very soon and there's a lot of things to look forward to in twenty twenty two. So what are you looking forward to most? Like and what do you think will impact you the most as a geek? Uh
1: well for TV shows, uh, I already know that I'm going to get emotionally destroyed when 911 Lone Star comes out on January 3rd. Um, all of the uh, trailers and pictures, uh, promotional things that they are putting out is already, I'm like, this season is going to be intense. And this is only like, I think it's actually like the second or third season. I don't remember exactly because they had a weird break period. Um, but yeah, so that's TV shows. I'm super excited for that one. Um, but as far as like movies, honestly, if you are a avid listener of Raving Geeks or you know me in general, uh, you're not going to be surprised by the movie that I say at all. Uh, it is Fantastic Beasts, The uh, Secrets of Dumbledore um one i'm excited for more theseus two jacob gets a wand so excited for that um then we've got um pickett had a lot of scenes in the trailer which was adorable i'm looking forward to more niffler scenes and hopefully more baby niffler scenes (laughs) um because i just had a clip on and I think it was YouTube or TikTok. That was the baby niffler scene when Newt comes home to his light flickering because one of the baby nifflers is trying to steal the the lamp pull and then another one is shoving the weights from the uh, scale into his pouch. And I was like, oh, I want a baby niffler so bad. Um, they're chaotic, but they're adorable. So yeah. but yeah, so those are my things that I can think of at least.
2: Um Okay, there. Okay, uh, I'm gonna avoid talking about Marvel just because everyone knows we all know Marvel's coming out. Uh, so I'll focus on uh, video games, uh, whether or not I'll actually get them because uh, it's really make or break when it comes to my uh, my wallet and its contents and video games. Um, but 2022 is looking like it's gonna be a good year of video games, there's a lot coming out um i am especially excited for pokemon legends arceus and you
0: stole my stuff i'm so excited (laughs) for that game i am so incredibly excited for that game
2: it's uh, it's it looks so good like and okay i guess i can follow that up with uh the new breath of the wild i think might come out in 2022 uh hopefully Mm -hmm. and they look like they're gonna be pretty similar games um hopefully but Pokemon Legends Arceus, like, I've never been more excited looking at the designs of Pokemon from a region than this one. Like, po- like you know, uh, Sun and Moon came out, and I'm like, oh, it's like an Alola version of Pokemon. Whatever. That's cool. Those Doug trios have wigs now. That's cool. Um, just kidding. They're, they're steel fibers, not wigs. Uh, <laughs> but... Legend of Arceus, I don't know if it's just a history major in me, but I love seeing the fact that it's like, oh, this Scyther has axe blades that look like they're very Stone Age technology. Well, Stone, you know, and it's like it eventually will evolve into or evolve from a normal Scyther, which is super cool. Um,
0: it shows that like Darwinian evolution also exists in the Pokemon world, not just like Pokemon no, evolution. Yeah,
2: not just, yeah. Oh, gosh. Which there have been some pokemon movies where they literally go into ancient times uh but i don't know it's super cool of well
0: course, not all pokemon have had that change because like we still have the the normal ones like oshawa and rowlet are still the same in you can't this
2: one god to Pokemon.
0: <laughs> no not not at all rowlet.
2: rowlet um and then of course uh uh, God of War Ragnarok, Ragnarok is coming out, and I didn't—I never played God of War growing up. But then I played it; I got it for the PS4, uh, and I played that, and it blew my mind. I love Norse mythology, even a new take on it where gods are awful. I mean, they always have been. Uh, but that looks really cool. Uh, Horizon Forbidden—you know, Horizon Dawn, the Forbidden West—and then of course, the Lord of the Rings uh, Gollum. New game is mm-hmm. gonna come out next year and I'm just kind of interested in what that looks like uh, I don't know if it's gonna be awful or weird but I'll try and play it
0: mm-hmm.
2: All right, Brian, uh, quick question
0: you, is 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 Andy circus voicing gollum in that game do we know
2: I I don't know I I'll wish he up. was but I don't think we, that we know yet unless we do. But it's not connected to Peter Jackson at all. So
0: Well, I was just thought like Andy Circus might take on that role again, just knowing it if, if it was offered to him. But well, in my opinion, 2021 was definitely the year of Marvel between, you know, we, we basically every week had some new Marvel content to consume. Uh at least for like eight of twelve months, which is a lot. But I believe twenty twenty two will be the year of Star Wars. Um, because I believe we are getting not only a new Star Wars game, Star Wars Eclipse, if you if you saw the trailer for that, for the Game Awards, which will happen during the High Republic era. Um, we are also supposedly getting the Kenobi series the and the Andor series, as well as Mandalorian Season 3 in 2022. Also, the long-anticipated LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, yes. which I have had on pre-order since 2019, <laughs> when they announced it and they keep delaying the game and i just want the game they're just you know adding more content that's that's what we i can sure hope so there better be some free dlc in in this for me there better be some good freaking minifigures yes uh but apparently they have like 500 different characters in this game so i'm so so is. excited but kenobi series incredibly excited for it mandalorian season three i could not be more excited and also like this year ends with book of boba fett so yeah, like so going into most... 22. yeah like 2022 it's gonna start with book of boba fett then we're probably i think kenobi comes next then we get andor and then we get mandalorian season three um and then after that we'll be getting ahsoka and all this other stuff but there's just so much star wars content and this year we did get some good star wars content with visions um, and I think that's just setting up, because the MCU, you know, Disney's had Marvel for a little bit longer than I've had Star Wars. So they've had a little bit longer to set that up. Kevin Feige's been in, in it this whole process. So I think Star Wars is going to kick it up a notch this year. Um, and that's what I'm most excited for. And then to, to throw in, you know, what I'm most excited for, for Marvel, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I cannot wait. That looks so good. Oh.
2: Um,
0: are, are, are we... Are, are, um, are we allowed to to mention that thing, Isaac? Is it is it on the internet? Um I don't think we should. Okay, I don't think we should either.
2: But I will say that people should go watch stuff and then they can learn stuff.
0: <laughs> yes. If you have not oh, consumed. You mean it, like
1: I mean uh, like it real quick. Uh just watch the BuzzFeed quiz video where Jacob, Zendaya, and Tom. Yeah. Uh, uh, take a Buzzfeed quiz to see which Spider-Man No Way Home character they are most like. Uh, and Isaac Zendaya said adaptations like you do.
0: Adaptations. Yeah. Adaptations. Adaptions. Hey,
2: they're both words apparently. I I looked it up thoroughly last time. I researched and I said I'm kind of right.
0: I I mean all all sounds are words depending right. I hope you're the English major. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, okay, linguistically, like, anything, you can literally make up a word, and if someone doesn't have to know it, like, you just say it, and it's a word. It doesn't have to be in the dictionary, because the dictionary is basically a bunch of people said, yeah, we think this word is going to last, and they put it
2: in. The dictionary was only made, the dictionary was only made to back up games of Scrabble. Basically.
0: Wait, what? the only reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um i think I, I like to play scrabble my apparently my uncle and my cousin i haven't played it with them yet but they play scrabble with as long as you can come up with a definition that makes sense for a set of sounds it's a word
2: i wish i'd play Basically. with people like that i play with people that are like if you you have to give me you have to know what the word means to use it
0: uh, even if you like
2: had heard the word and you know it's a word like everyone knows it's a word if you can't define that word you can't use it and i was like i'm like
1: yeah
2: this is like it a is just
1: a set of morphemes and phonemes, Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Technically, as in linguistics.
0: I just got an A in my linguistics class, so...
1: Woo.
0: I would yeah. agree. All right. Well, um, as always here on Living Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. So while we wait for all this awesome content from 2022 to start releasing... Uh what can our geeks get into now?
1: Um well these three are old movies. Um and I know not everybody celebrates Christmas and so this is but this these movies I think while they are centered around Christmas um and Christmas characters, I think that they are also family movies in general. The Lord Um, of the Rings. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Three movies. with a guy was those movies. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, the Santa Claus movies. The first with Tim Allen. Uh, so the first one, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus two, and then the Santa Claus three, the Escape Clause. Uh, I find them all absolutely amazing. Um, my favorite is the Santa Claus two, and I think it's just because when I was younger, I had a crush on Charlie. Um <laughs>
0: My favorite Probably. is the Santa Claus Three because the actual title should be the Santa Claus Three: Why Capitalism Will Be the End of Society. <laughs> yeah, I like is that not is that not the message that that movie gives off? Like, <laughs> I like the first one
1: because he kills Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you kill Santa. Yeah, I love Lee and I love them. um, but yeah, so they are fun, wholesome family movies too, not just centered around Christmas, but they do have a lot of good messages in them.
0: Uh, also santa claus is not like the religious part of the holiday and i feel like the commercial part of the holiday is pretty accessible to most people so
1: but also like the first one you're dealing with divorcing parents and child custody and like the second one you're like oh okay the mom remarried it you know now and we're
0: blended families
1: yeah so i'm like you know it works i like them. Mm -hmm. so those are my recommendations
2: all right uh on a similar note to uh to to christmas i would like to rem- to recommend the uh the grimdark of warhammer 40k um <laughs> there's nothing but war um i don't know how it opens so uh, i've always been a big fan of the lore of warhammer 40k i've never actually played the tabletop game uh mostly cuz it's really expensive um But I love the games, uh, Dawn of War, uh, Space Marine. And I love just reading the wiki for uh, information on Warhammer 40k, which is a future where everything is war and there's giant Space Marines and there's Space Orcs and there's Space Elves. And it's awesome and uh, really geeky. Uh, But recently, I just got a book that was on my book list. Uh, My girlfriend bought it for me and it's called Ryn's World. Uh, And so now I'm actually getting into the novelizations of Warhammer 40k. Uh... And so far, this book's really good. I, I'd recommend this, but you might go in blind because you might not know anything. In which case, just hey, watch some YouTube videos. It's fun. Um, but this follows a planet and people trying to survive a giant orc war. So I recommend that. Um, like I said, Christmas themed.
0: Oh, uh, mine's not Christmas themed. Um, mine's Spider-Man No Way Home themed. I'm not going to ignore the elephant in the room. That has come out. And if you haven't seen it, um, and are a comic books person. I recommend basically anything from the Amazing Spider-Man run from 2007 to 2009. But um, if you really want to get into it, Spider-Man, uh, it's called One More Day, is really what No Way Home is based off of, um, like loosely. But if, to understand that one, you need to read all of Civil War and kind of all of House of M. So those are, t- those are two things that like- And to understand I, those ones, you got to go- Yeah, over, yeah I, 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 you don't have to go all the way back for those ones, but um, Civil War is a good starting point. That's always a, a fun comic to read. And it introduces you to a lot of characters if you want to get into comics, but that's besides the point. And also all of the former Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi movies, the Andrew Garfield movies. Um, Sam Raimi is the Tommy McGuire ones, but he's, he's the director who's also directing Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. Um, But yeah, those. And also, um, I'm also a big board game fan. And one that I've been playing with my family a lot is called Blockus. Um, If you have that one, you probably have it in your basement. Um, Everyone I know just seems to have it. Um, And also this game called Azul, which is based off of uh, an old Portuguese uh, traditional game. Um, you just have to match up a bunch of different colored tiles Um, but it's really complicated it's a fun strategy game
2: i'm pretty sure azul's the name of the god and uh no no no,
0: azul like the portuguese word for blue
1: yes 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 Uh,
0: um
1: but one similar word in spanish and portuguese
0: at least i think it's i'm probably wrong i'm gonna get butchered by portuguese people in the comics
2: is blue in in Spanish, I know for a fact.
0: So it is blue in Spanish. I really hope it's blue in Portuguese. Uh in the comments, prove Brendan right or wrong. destroy me in the comments for my lack of knowledge of Portuguese. Uh, but anyway, that's all we have for y'all today. Thank you for joining us here on Raving Geeks and thank you for being with us throughout this entire year. Uh, make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from. we love to hear from you um, and we'd love to hear ideas for what to do uh, in this next upcoming year, 2022. We will probably be on a short hiatus uh, because we'll be at home with our families, but uh, we will get back to you as soon as we are back on our reg- regular uh, scheduled programming um so and then uh, you can always reach out to us on facebook or twitter or tiktok at Raven geeks and as always i've been brennan valentine alongside my fellow co-hosts
2: Up, that are all. and i've been isaac hunter
0: stay geeky and have a great week everyone
2: <laughs> so long H- happy new year
0: uh either sang no that's not what that means what's what's the new year song how about saying oh yeah oh lang syne that that's go. what i meant to say all right also, bye, bye before like, i embarrass myself. good them. luck bye. to
1: our full game guys
0: bye oh um, yes uh uh fire up chips